welcome to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast, your one-stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered with your host, number one international best-selling author and heart-centered sales expert, Connie Whitman. Welcome to the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast on webtalkradio.net. Of course, I am your Heart-Centered Sales Leader and host, Connie Whitman. Now, I hope every week as you listen to the show and you listen to my guests and I share some tips and strategies that you start to look at sales from a perspective of care, respect, and love, not that icky, manipulative, sleazy kind of uh, way of thinking. So in order to help you on this journey of changing your mindset about sales, I offer you my free communication style assessment. Just go to Whitman Associates, so it's W-H-I-T-M-A-N-A-S-S-O-C.com. Um, yes, dot com slash C-S-A for communication style assessment. That will give you a, a little report on what your superpowers are. More importantly, it gives you a report on your blind spots. The blind spots, I think, is where we shoot ourselves in the foot. So check it out. My gift to you. Hopefully it helps you shift that mindset with, um, with that whole sales perspective. Additionally, if you love the show, which of course I hope you do, please subscribe, rate, and if you write a short review, I love reading them. I feel the love and it just makes me really pa- more, even more passionate about sharing this amazing content with you. So thank you for joining me today. Now my motivational quote is by the amazing Jim Rohn and he says, if you're not willing to risk the usual, you will have to settle for the ordinary. So join me today with my guest, Julie Hood. We're going to talk about online courses and how you can actually expand revenue when you add some to your business. Now, Julie quit corporate life to be with her young kids and her online business started gaining traction when she focused on her specific audience of experts and course creators. Now, Julie helps coaches, authors, experts, and bloggers create and market amazing online courses. She shares the best tools and resources and strategies each week via email and on her website at course creator, creators, plural, hq.com. So please help me welcome Julie back to the show. Julie, second time on? Yes, thank you so much. We have such a good time chatting. We can't do. Wait. We and and we both think alike. I think philosophically, my son and my husband took your twenty four hour course, which I'm going to give that link at the end of the show. So a lot of good stuff with this digital presence that we have now, and I think it's even more so than ever before, right? Yes, I think 2020 made everyone kind of stop and go, oh my goodness, what am I going to do now? And, and so it's been a great opportunity year for the folks who can jump in. Yeah. And, and really you need a zone of genius, right? And then a course like yours, right? To help people kind of, and we were just talking about that before I hit the record button, right? We have all of this knowledge. It's this humongous amount of knowledge that we know without even breathing. Like you don't think about breathing. We don't think about it. So now we have people, right? That are listening to the show that have these amazing gifts and expertise how do you bring it down into a course, a mini course, or even a, a you know a longer course? So, why do you think entrepreneurs and sales experts and business owners and really anybody in business now? I think why should they consider like doing this pivot or shift to online? 
Oh my goodness. So thank you for asking that question. And I was in the shower. I was actually thinking about your audience because being the heart centered entrepreneurs, I think one of the things that comes up is we just want to help people, right? We just want to get our messages out to make the world a better place. And so I could see your listeners completely using online courses to help more people because a lot of times you can set up an online course and it can run without you. So you don't have to have your one-on-one time in the training side of things. You're just giving out the knowledge as part of the course and people can sign up at 10 o'clock at night and get started. (laughs) They don't need your time. And then the other thing that I really like for coaches and consultants is that you can over deliver with an online course because when you're trying to sell it, um, sell your services or sell what you're doing, you can say to people, Hey, by the way, I've got this online course that has all this great material for you. And I'll throw that in with the consulting. So not only do you get coaching and consulting with me, you get my fantastic framework and my entire course that will walk you through all these different pieces. So it expands your revenue that way. Yeah. And it's definitely another revenue stream, but here's the thing that you said that really, I I think resonate resonated with me and I'm sure my heart centered business people, right? Because I have a lot of corporate execs that follow me. I have a lot of business owners that follow me, but they're all heart centered. I think that that is where they resonate from. Not this um, kind of uh, bossy, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to scream at you. They're not the people that follow me and I don't want them following me. So these heart centered people, I think that they fear that if I ask for the business, right, that's where that sleazy piece of the puzzle comes in, which is ridiculous. And what you said was that you can serve on a bigger scale. And I think that's the piece I want my heart-centered listeners to focus on. Whatever your genius is, and we all have something, right? We all have those gifts that we could possibly bring to market. And I think oftentimes, Julie, and I know you must see this all the time, people think, well, who's going to buy that? Because it's so commonplace to you, because it's your zone of genius, doesn't mean that the world doesn't need it. And by, and, and I found this out because everything I did prior to 2020 was live. And then last year, this whole digital thing, right? I was forced into it in a good way. I mean, I say that in a good way. And I can serve on such a bigger scale that, I, you know, I just did my webinar uh, workshop for my masterclass a few weeks ago. I had people from India. Italy, Switzerland, Australia. What? Like what? So this serving bigger is really when your message resonates, it it, it brings the right people um, to the table. The other thing I wanted to co- comment on, and you probably see this as well, my corporate clients are doing more digital things as well. But, you know, for new hired onboarding, they can watch videos. And so you don't have to keep dragging people into a headquarters or a training room that they could do it at their own pace, answer questions, quizzes or whatever at the end. So you see a lot more. I see a lot more in the corporate realm that are also using this digital kind of mastery, which is brilliant. 
Yes. And, and I got to say, as tough as last year was, it really helped people see the power. You know, we are all Zoom experts now. Isn't that <laughs> the truth? We might not, we might not have been if it didn't force us to do that. So one of the few um, uh, golden nuggets from, from 2020. Yeah. And, and you're right. It was, it was just a bad year, but gosh, there was so many good opportunities and, and the technology was, was, I think I grew exponentially. So I'm kind of love, you know me, I love you like you. We love to learn. Now, here's here's another question. What if I'm not an expert or, you know, I haven't won a ton of awards, so I don't have a lot of stuff after my name? Can you still make an online course or do you really need to be able to shout from, look at me, I won all these awards. Does it matter? It does not. And I love to use a story. If you don't mind, I will tell your listeners a story of, of why I believe this so strongly. So when I started college, I was a freshman in college from a very small town and I went to uh, a big university. My advisor put me into an advanced calculus class as a brand new freshman. And, um, our instructor at the time was a professor and he had to have been a professor for like 40 years. And he was just fascinated with the intricacies intricacies of calculus. <laughs> so he would come in and do these long, elaborate problems on the board and be teaching us. And we were sitting in the, the classroom going, I'm so lost. I'm so confused. I don't understand. So one day he came running into class and he's yelling at us and he's like, you guys did so terribly on the test on Saturday. And because what would happen is we took the same test as the regular classes. And be, yeah, well, and because we were in the advanced class, you would think, are, you know, we should be able to do well on them, but we did terribly. <laughs> and the reason was he did not know what it was like not to know calculus. And the other students had graduate students who were just a few years ahead of them that could remember like, oh my, okay, now I know what it was like to not understand this and to learn it and to, to need someone to walk me through it and explain it. So I am very big on let's be just far enough ahead or enough ahead that I can remember what it's like not to know. Because that not to know piece is so important. Yes, that is so true. So even if you are two, three, four years ahead from in the learning curve from somebody new, right, that has just heard your topic, you're an expert. You're an immediate yes. expert. And it's funny with my banks. Whenever I do my training, I always say, it's one of the first things I say. Most of the people, right? They, they're, they've been in banking or some capacity of banking three years, four years, some 20 years, right? But even the three years. So I'll say, okay, who in this room is an expert? Julie, no one raises their hand, even on Zoom. <laughs> and I go, for shame, for shame. You're all experts. Like, oh my goodness. You know more than the average bear walking in off the street or asking a financial question. You know what resources you have. Your customers don't. You do. So we we are really good at putting ourselves down and not owning that level of expertise. Even if it's a small small piece of expertise, you still have more expertise than the person who's just starting. I love that story. It is so true. So we walk in my shoes before you judge me. Yes. Right. That's the essence. Yeah. I love that. And give yourself permission. Like you can teach even if you're learning, you know, you just need to be far enough ahead that you've got some answers and some solutions and you've gotten some success. That's exactly right. I heard somewhere and I don't remember in my travels, right? Because I'm always online learning something. But somebody said the best learning happens when you put like a second grader and in some of the schools, they'll, they'll have you like sit or shadow a third grader or have 
the third grader shadow the second grader. And of course, the second grader looks at the third grader like, oh, you're so old and wise. They're third graders, right? But that perspective of that year ahead is exponential in knowledge. It's the same thing we're talking about here. You don't have to be, you know, 40 years in the industry um, to really be able to share your expertise. Now, how, as so people are thinking, I hope everybody's going, hmm, what's my expertise? What could I bring to market? I hope that's what you're thinking about. So next question. All right. I'm starting to percolate and think, hmm, what can I bring to market? How do I pick a topic? Okay, so this is one of my favorite pieces of the puzzle for all my course creators. And what I want you to do is start thinking about the customer journey that your customers are on. Hmm. And I got another story. I just love telling stories. Stories are the best. (laughs) So when I, my daughter was little and she was about four or five years old. She was totally obsessed with this cartoon TV show called Dora the Explorer. Oh, sure. Yeah. And Dora's would go on these adventures during the show. And my favorite character on Dora the Explorer was the map. And the map would guide them along their journey and would have three different guideposts along the way of things that they were going to do on their journey during the adventure. And so what I like to have my students do is also think about the journey that your customers are Mm. on and think about what is the end goal. So I'll give you an example here. My students are all trying to get a course created. So that's their end goal. But what are some of the things that happen along the way? So they may stumble across me on a podcast. They may stumble across a Facebook ad that says, hey, you could do an online course. They may come across an article or an essay or something that talks about monetizing. And they start thinking about, hmm, wonder what this online course thing is all about. And then they start percolating on ideas. So they start thinking about what their ideas for their course could be. And then they start thinking about, okay, I'm kind of getting forward. Then they start, a lot of times we'll jump into the tech and start thinking about, ooh, what's this technology? Am I going to be able to deal with the whole tech side of things? So because these are all guideposts along the journey of my customer, I have created things to help them along the way. So I have a freebie that is, is your idea any good? That helps them right at that point. Then I have another freebie that's where should you host your online course? And then the goal, obviously, is they want to get that course created. So I have a program that teaches you how to do that. That's a 24-hour course creator. But I've mapped all this out in this journey and the different pieces. And so that's where I like people to start. If you're thinking about what your topics should be, think about your customers. What kinds of things are they thinking about? What are they learning? What are they stumbling across? What questions are they asking? So have you seen that working too with your audience and and who you're working with? Absolutely. And it's funny because I love when, when I meet people and they go, I'm bad at sales. And I say, well, okay, because you know, sales, my process, I have seven steps. Well, under those seven steps are a whole bunch of sub skills. So I giggle when people say, I'm really bad at sales or I'm, you know, I, I think sales is pushy and icky. And I go, okay, which piece of sales? And they go, huh? Like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, do you go to your calls prepared? And they go, I think so. Well, we need to start with that. Forget about asking for the business. That is like over the mountain. You have to get up 
the mountain first with your client. You have to go on the journey with your client. So when people say sales, it's this sales is a huge topic. It's how do I break it down to see where I am skilled and where I'm, I have little glitches happening so that I know where to dig in. But the client journey is at the core of where I can help where I can help people. So we have to understand who our client is, I think, before we can even understand what that journey looks like. So when you go back to what is your expertise, what are questions that people constantly ask you that you're an, why do they keep coming to you for information? There's your topic, right? That's the element because they're on a journey and they go, Julie, you know about how do you start that? Or they'll start asking you questions. That should be the light bulb moment. If I think I'm onto something here, I keep getting asked these questions. That could potentially be your topic. So I want to also share, yes. Jewel, my husband and son, they did the free course because they're creating an online course uh, together, which I'm excited about for them, creating this little side hustle, side business. And they started with what is the topic? How do you title it? All those things. And just everybody listening, that free course is remarkable because Jewel, gives you a whole bunch of steps. I like steps. I think that's how our brain learns. Tell me what to do, where to go. And now it's tangible. I could start to peel back the onion and explore whatever, whatever that topic should be. And Julie's um, free course is remarkable with that. So my, I did it too, by the way, I said, I'm going to do it too with you guys. And it was, um, I'm like, wow, I didn't like, I didn't know that. So it's just really fascinating because that's your, your, you know, you're an expert on course creator. So yeah, I love that starting with the journey, think about the topic, you have a free course, so it gets you gets people percolating. And I love I love that word percolating, right? Thinking about what I should do. Yes. And because this is such an important piece of making this work, I'm actually doing a challenge in a few weeks. It's a five day challenge and we're going to help people figure out their topic and figure out their title. Because once you have those two things, it feels so tangible and feels so real. Like you can run with it from there. So getting the topic and the title. Yeah. So we'll put the link in the show notes where people can go sign up and jump in for that challenge. Yeah. Do the challenge again. Another it's, it's a free resource. Julie kind of holds your hand, but she gives you those tangible pieces of information so that you really can zero in on what the topic is. Because this is, you know, what we're talking about, Julie, you and I have done this. I've done course creation for 20 years, right? You've been doing it since your, your kids were little too. This could be a very overwhelming topic. So breathe start with a challenge, right? <laughs> Just start with a, a simple challenge, no cost, a little bit of your time and then figure out if, because here's the, here's what's going to happen. I think 90% of the time when you do a challenge or something, all of a sudden the brain starts firing and you think, oh my gosh, I think I'm onto something. Started as a side hustle, like my husband and son are doing, but there you need tools. And, and Julie is an expert with this, right? Like I'm an expert with sales. So again, breathe. It is an overwhelming topic. Breathe. It's all good. Now, what are the yes. three secrets? Oh, go ahead. Did you want to say something before I ask my next question? Oh, just thank you for, for mentioning that because it's my favorite part is breaking it down and making it simple for people. So yeah, kiss, keep it simple. So keep it simple, silly. Um, mm -hmm. I know, you know, when people say keep it simple, stupid, that's when I was a kid, that's what I would say. But the word stupid, I don't like that word. It's a, to me, it's a derog has derogatory energy, negative energy. So keep mm -hmm. it simple, silly. Um, there we go. Yeah. That makes, you know, makes more sense, but simple works, right? We always try to overcomplicate our life. Stop it. 
Just stop it. No more overcomplicating. <laughs> what are yes. what are the Julie? What are the three secrets to a successful online course? So let's let's structure it a little bit for the listeners. Yes. So the first thing is I want you to have one result that your student is going to get. So at the end of the course, you're going to have your topic and your title. <laughs> at the end of the 24 hour course, you'll have your course. At the end of your sales course, you'll, well, you know, what is it that people at the end of your first sales, your sales course and your book, what is it they get from that? So, right. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say clarity of what sales really is. And they're, for me, they're able to zero in their strengths and their superpowers. Keep doing it. We don't need, we don't even need to address those pieces, right? But they walk away with clarity of this is where I need to practice. And the practice is where really the magic happens. But if I don't know what to practice, how can I move forward or how do I move the needle? So I think for me, that's the biggest piece, that clarity of knowledge or, or what we're, we're where they're, um, where they're glitching out. And you have done that so well, like you specifically, I know what I'm going to get when I work with you. Correct. And so that's one of the big secrets for your course is being really, really tied to this is the result that I'm going to give my students. And, and not only that, but it makes the sales process so much easier because you're, you know what you're giving them, you know what you're sharing and they are very clear on what they're getting. So that when people have that confusion, that's when they click away and like, yeah, no, 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 thanks that you've got that clarity set up. So that's one of the first secrets is that making sure you have one specific transformation. Um, the second secret we sort of already talked about, but that's knowing who your audience is. Yeah. Like, who is it you're trying to reach? Don't tell me you're good for all business owners. <laughs> like that means nothing you say is going to resonate with anybody specifically. And I, I completely admit this was a problem that I had <laughs> when I started yeah. way back, I was doing general online marketing. So one day I'd be talking to someone that wanted to um, sell pizzas. <laughs> the next day I'd be talking to an author that had a book. The next day I'd be talking to a corporate client that needed help with a blog website. So it was all under the umbrella of online marketing, but I couldn't resonate with any of them when I was doing my general marketing because the messaging is so different. So when I focused in and said, Hey, I'm going to work with course creators. Yep. We're going to talk about getting students. We're going to talk about courses. We're not going to talk about, um, selling pizzas <laughs> when I can focus in the things that I am saying on courses, then people are like, Ooh, that's the person I need to work with because she has that specialized knowledge. Yeah. Just like you focused on sales. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because I've, you know, sales is again, big topic, right? So there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle. Everybody yeah. could use sales because we all sell. However, I am very good at intangibles, right? Because I grew up with, with the financial, right? Having my, my series seven, all my, my licenses. So I am really good with people who sell intangibles, not people who ah. are selling a copy machine. That's number one. Number two, I don't, I, I mean, obviously I can help people. People who are full-time salespeople, but I think the people that resonate with me and learn the best from me, or they 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 move their needle exponentially quickly, are non-salespeople. So twenty to thirty percent of their job is sales. They're an attorney, they're an accountant, they're a banker, they're a business owner. So their their expertise isn't sales, but sales is thirty-three percent of their job. Oh, well, that's a big percentage. What do I do? That's where people are. 
like, oh, that makes sense. I can do that. Oh, I don't feel sleazy. So it's that the people who are 33% of their job is sales. That's where I can really um, hone in. So again, it's just that reiteration to figure out where, where's your zone of genius? Who are the true people that need you? The clearer you get with that. And, and Julie, you're really good at bringing people through that thought logic process so that at the end, they clearly see who their customer is. So that's number two. What was the third secret? So the third secret is to keep your content concise and in a logical order. And that's so that it makes sense. I don't know how many classes and courses I've been in where I just get so frustrated (laughs) with the way they're being taught because the first thing is a big, long 90 minute video. And that's the first thing you're supposed to watch. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't have time to sit down and watch a 90 minute video. Give me some 10 minute videos and I'll get started. I'll get that endorphin hit every time I hit those 10 minute videos and say complete and I'll keep moving through your course. Um, and, And then the other piece of it is that logical framework is sometimes people need help with this piece of it, because um, if you don't really think in the way of how does this build on top of each other, you might want to get some more feedback from one of your really organized, super organized friends (laughs) that can help you with that. Because I was in another course the other day. And the person who was teaching it was like, oh, and this week I taught you about this and I taught you about this and I taught you about this. And it was the introduction video. <laughs> and, and I was like, wait, what? This She had pulled like a Facebook Live that she had done and um, used that in her course. And I thought, this is not a course. You cannot just throw a bunch of Facebook Live or YouTube videos together and, and have it make sense. You yeah. want the steps to really make sense and get your, your person from where they are to where they need to be. Yeah, that's such, oh gosh, that's so important what you just said. And, and this makes me crazy, you know, for the past 20 years being in business where I've, I've been in training and all they're, they're telling, you're going to walk away with all these skills, right? And then I sit through the training. All they've done is an information dump. They, they raise your awareness on all these different topics and you think, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. And then I leave whatever the training is or the course. And I think, uh, what do I do with it now? Like it's all great information, but it's not tangible that I should now I've been, I've learned that. What do I do with it? versus just an information dump. What you just described, she shared some great information, but you know, people go back to their lives and nothing's going to change because they don't know how to take that first baby step. And I do like my, my videos and my training are anywhere from eight to 15 minutes. And then you have one little skill or one little action step that you take. And then we de- debrief in the group coaching the next week. What worked? What did it? Why do we need to dig in more? Right. So it's, it's these bite-sized pieces of information. Everybody thinks more is better. Mm, Not always, right? I know. And I actually read an article about this and they said apparently that our default, whenever we hear the word improve, Mm. our human default is that we want to add more. So we're going to make it longer, make it bigger, you know, put more stuff in. And that really the talent is knowing what you can get rid of. And that's the hard part is really figuring out like, do I absolutely need this or not? Does my student really need this piece of it or not? So, yeah. And, and it's hard. <clears throat> Excuse me, because when we have this huge, um, you know, 
entrepreneurial mind, right? And I have 39 <laughs> years of experience. Like where, where do you start? Right. So that's why sometimes I think we need help with, and I, you know, I, I hadn't met, I had not met you 20 years ago, but I took a bunch of courses on how do I know what I know? How do you bring that to people to learn and move the needle? Right. Cause for me, it's all about application and results. Information's great. How do I apply it? What's the results I'm going to get? And can I rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat? That's where the magic happens, right? But it's got to be in the results. So yeah, I, I, it's tough though, Julie. Everybody's listening going, oh, I have 30 years of experience. Where do I start? Ah. Right. So pick one piece of that journey. Pick yep. one milestone along the way and start there. That's start right. There with that one thing. And the best part is you can always add on lots and lots of more courses. Once people get going with you, they just want to keep going and get your next thing and your next That's thing. That's right. Your next. Build. Keep building, right? Build it and they will come. Again, make sure that there's a need before you build your course. That's another thing, right? <laughs> Talk about that because I know people go, oh, I love what Julie said. I'm going to build a course. Meanwhile, nobody wants wants that course. Right, right. So this gets into the biggest mistakes that I see people making. And one of them is that you do want to make sure that people are paying for the answer that you that you want to get for what your course is. And here's a few ways that you can kind of go out and look at that. First, um, go out to Google, type in your topic plus the word course and see what shows up. And hopefully there's some courses already out there. Uh, and don't freak out if you see some courses that are already out there and here's why everyone teaches in their own method and their own methodology and the way they share and the experiences they have. And so for example, there's tons and tons of people who can help you with online courses. I'm just one of them. If you like the way I teach, you'll come work with me. If you don't, you'll find someone else that better fits with you. And that's great. That's why we can have lots of courses about the same sort of topics because they are really uh, sharing their knowledge and their experience and the way they resonate with their students. So that's one of the big mistakes is not necessarily going out to see, is there a course out there yet? Because if there's not, that's when I pause and I'm like, mm, you know, that doesn't mean you don't have a, a something unique that you could do. I just think it's going to be a little tougher because you may have to first educate your your potential students on why they need you. <laughs> and that, that adds another la- level to the marketing and the sales pieces of it. So yeah. you want to see some courses out there already. Yeah. And I, you're, I agree with you a hundred percent, you know, in, with my corporate clients, uh, they meet me and it's so funny because most of the times they don't know my price structure or anything. And they're like, yes, 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 we need you. And other times, right. I don't get the business. Most of the time when I don't get the business, it's because I don't want the business. The values of the, of the organization or the executive doesn't resonate with me. So I can't get up in front of their employees and say, Hey, your, you know, leadership is so great when I think mm, they're kind of setting these people up for failure. So mm. again, there's a values like the right people will find you. The people who work with me are heart centered. They want success for their people, right? They're leading through people in this really, really great way from a developmental perspective, not that punitive. The, the, the people who are screaming at their employees, they, I, I won't work with them. 
I won't resonate with them though, because they're like, oh, she's, you know, she's too nice, that kind of thing, because they think that you have to be uh, punitive and, and bossy and kind of uh-huh. aloof. And that's just not who I am. So the people will find you that you should. So even if there's other people doing the program, don't be afraid because your tribe, your community, your people will find you. I really, really believe that. And, and think about it, Julie and everybody listening. You've bought, you've worked with, you've done online programs, you've read books. Why are you choosing? There could be a thousand books on the topic. Why did you choose that author? Or why did you choose that vendor to buy from or that store to go to? Think about that. And that will tell you the kind of people that you want in your orbit. And that's who you'll absolutely uh, attract. I, I totally believe that. Any other Me big too. mistakes that you see? So we've sort of touched on them, but one of the big ones I think is, is not keeping your lessons succinct. <laughs> and, and it's, it's so much easier to just kind of get on and, and start spewing. And it's, it's so much better when you can keep the lessons succinct and short and, and helpful. And then you said something earlier and I hope everyone caught this. You give your information and then you give the instructions at the end of, of, here's your assignment and here's how we're going to work with this. And that that's piece of it, you know, an online course is not just information. It's the, it's the action that your students are taking. And so important. And so sort of connected to this, that your students will love you. I want to share the secret with your audience. Your students will love you if you do this. And that's creating a cheat sheet, almost like a cliff notes version Mm -hmm. of a lesson where you have the different bullet points of what it is you're teaching, like really give the, the, the lesson in almost a bullet point sort of short format with the homework and the assignment at the end. Because what happens is a lot of times you'll get in your course, people at different levels, there might be some that are brand new that need to watch everything, but you may get some people who have some experience. And so I had this happen. I was in um, my second podcast class. So I had a little bit of knowledge, but I was trying to pull out all the good stuff stuff from the second instructor. So he had these cliff notes on each of his video Mm. lessons and I would go through and I'm like, okay, this one is all about equipment. And he gave all the information in the cliff notes, but I already had my equipment. So I was like, I don't really need to watch that lesson. I'm going to just skip that one and go on to the next one. And as as a student who is busy, I loved, love, love that because it saved me time. So do that for your students. Keep your lessons succinct and summarized. Yeah, I do that. I give them a workbook. So as they watch the video, they, it's like forcing them to take notes because another thing from learning, hearing, watching the video and then physically writing or typing into the document, it, it's just another way for them to digest the information. It's just, again, a 10 minute video, eight minute video. And then the action step, I give directions. I talk the directions in the video, then I have it written out and then I have a worksheet for them to fill in. Um, so it, it, again, it breaks down. This is what you've learned. This is how you apply it. Now, now go and do the assignment and then we'll talk about it during the coaching call. So it, it's, it, again, everybody learns differently, but we have to systematize what that learning looks like. And you, you do a really nice job with how, just what you said though, it's take that little piece of information, put the cliff notes, have the action step. If somebody's good with that step, like the equipment in the podcasting, go to the next module. So we, we don't, and that's, it's funny because my whole career, I all always pose depending if I'm in a more advanced class with people that have been selling for a long time. And I'll say, tell me if you know about 
and I'll give whatever the topic. And you see some people like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see some people like, mm, mm. I'll say, let me do a really quick brief. And if we need more, we could dig in a little bit. I never want to talk down to anybody. If you guys know it, we could fast forward and go to a more advanced concept. But you can't go to the concept that's advanced if the people are still struggling with what I'm even talking about. So finding that common ground, I think, is important as well through the course creation so that you're never jumping ahead on the student. Otherwise, they're not learning anything. They get to the end. They're not moving the needle and making the change in their life whatever. And they're not getting the results. And then they come back to you and say, well, you didn't do a good job. So the, the course is important. Yeah. So let's just make it as easy as possible yeah. for your students to get through. Right? Yeah. So I love how you, yeah. Not just get through, but get through applying and getting the results because if nothing exactly. changes, Julie, why didn't they go through our course? I cannot waste people's time. That makes my brain explode because we're so busy. <laughs> so if somebody trusts me with their time, oh, I'm going to over deliver, but you are going to walk away. You're going to get huge results financially, emotionally, um, system systematizing things that you didn't think you needed to systematize, right? It's all about progression in wherever you are. You need to make advancements with me. Otherwise, uh, why did you spend time with me? I didn't do my job. You know, exactly. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I, I knew we were on the same page about all of these yeah. things. <laughs> it's crazy. It's just crazy. You know, we've been doing thing is we've been doing it a long time and we're successful at doing it because we've really perfected the system of course creation. More importantly, the course, but the delivery. So people get the results. You and I are about the results. And I think that's the important piece of the puzzle. Just don't learn for the sake of learning. How can you apply it and get results in your life, real results in your life, whatever that means to you in relationships, financially, career, you know, you fill in the blank. Now, I just, I want, we're out of time, but guys, here's the deal. I know you need more Julie. Pick her brain, man. She's brilliant. She gives you a bunch of free stuff so that you can test her to see if she's a good fit for how you learn. Okay. We talked about that. You'll find the right people. The right people will find you. So go to course creators plural, HQ headquarters, HQ.com. Also, if you have specific questions, email Julie at Julie at course creators, HQ.com. Julie Hood. Oh, Julie, Julie Hood. Hood. I'm sorry, Julie. My <laughs> bad. Okay. Julie Hood, Hood, H-O-O-D at course creators, HQ.com. I apologize. I had it written right. My brain just was fast forwarding clearly. Um, for choosing the topic, there is a free link. I am going to put it in the show notes. So check that out um, to test Julie and see if she resonates with you. Additionally, there is a, a challenge that she's doing. And I, I could put that in the show notes too, Julie. Yes, absolutely. The challenge, right? That. Yep. The challenge link. So yeah. you guys, Come there's a free resource. There's a challenge. Again, all of that's free. Start with the challenge. It'll get you really, really focused on what the path looks like. And then if you choose, I'm also going to put uh, Julie's 24 hour course creator. She does not do it literally in one day of 24 hours that you're not allowed <laughs> to sleep or eat or take bio breaks. She it's doesn't like the Lamont. No, it's not like jump in the deep end and you can't come up for air. She does little hours 
over a period of time, but she breaks literally, if you combined it, you could create the course in 24 hours time frame. She just gives it to you in bite-sized pieces, um, equaling that 24 hours. So I'm going to put that for some of you are ready for the course creation. Check that out as well. Again, all of that is in the show notes. I highly recommend Julie, my son, my husband. I did the, 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 um, mini course as well. Uh, super, super helpful. And at the end of the 24 hours, my husband and son, they really do have their course kind of outlined and structured. So it, it works. It, it really does work. Um, there was a lot of fighting. No, there was no fighting. I'm teasing. It was a lot of, it was cool because Julie, there was a lot of discussion as they were going through it. And of course I knew you and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. I did that with Julie. Yeah. Yeah. I know what that is. So it was really kind of cool to see them bring it, bring your, your topic to life through the conversation as they started to build the course. It's kind of fun. It's just, it's fun to see things come to life, I think. Right. That's my favorite part. Like I love helping yeah. people go from nothing to creating something. Yeah. That's, that's and then where I want to play. For me, let's make money doing it. Right. And, yes. and you shouldn't feel bad, right? Because you're helping <laughs> no, no, no. someone else with your zone of genius and your expertise. You should get paid for it. And right. You're really, pay- for me, it's paying it forward because you're helping the person make more money, change their career, change their relationship, whatever it is that you're, you're doing, selling, coaching, whatever it is. Um, Julie, thank you so much. We could go on and on. I know. It- it's just so much to talk about um, because this is an important topic for bringing things to market that can help in people's lives. And for me, you know, like you are heart centered, we want everybody to find success again, whatever that means to you, success in your relationships, success in your business, success in your career, right? We, we all want to move forward and feel good and create the life that we desire. So hopefully Julie, in my conversation today, you pick some tips up and again, some free resources um, that we both shared Hopefully you take advantage of those as well. So Julie, thanks for being on great, great, great amount of information. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate all your listeners for jumping in and sticking around to the end. It's so much fun. So thank you, Connie. Uh, love it. Love it. And hopefully they go back and listen to a couple of things and take notes. This is, this is one of those, uh, uh, sessions or interviews, guys. You want to take some notes. I probably should have said that at the beginning. So go back and listen again. Um, all right. <laughs> thanks, Jill, for, for joining me and, and being such a great guest. And all of you, thank you so much for joining me weekly as we question, build and discover together that sales, no matter where you are in your career, there's got to be a sales component. Please let me help you on that journey from not being sleazy, icky, or pushy, because that's disgusting, to really coming from this place of love, care, and respect. And it's easier than you think. And the world needs us. The world needs these heart-centered um, business people so that we can, uh, can share the wealth, make change, and do it from a place of love, care, and respect. So thank you for joining me on the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast with me, your heart-centered sales leader and host Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.net. Have a wonderful week, everyone. And I truly am honored to have you on this journey of change in your career, in your business. And again, let's let's create that movement of sales so that we, we are all coming from a place of love. The world needs it right now. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.